Hey everybody, and welcome to the Harvest Community Church Podcast. We hope this message today brings you encouragement and inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey. If you ever have any questions or you want to learn more about us as a church, you can always check us out at harvesttn.com. Enjoy the message. I'm going to ask a favor of you this morning. Um, I'm going to ask that you offer me just a little extra grace today. Uh, I was at the drive-thru at Pals this morning with my son getting him his cheddar rounds at about um, just right before 7 o'clock, and I got a phone call from Carla, um, and Bud is under the weather today. And so I got off the phone, I said, okay, don't worry about it, I'll take care of things, and David said, Mom, is that what an associate pastor does then? And I said, yep. He goes, oh, what are you going to do? And I said, well, I don't know right now. We're going to go home, and I'm going um, to pray, and I'm going to listen. And so I'm going to ask you, that was like three hours ago, so I'm going to ask you um, to just show me a little extra grace this morning. I don't, um, I don't pull out old messages and replay them. I don't mail it in. I'm going to give myself over to the Lord uh, every time that I'm asked to do something. So um, we'll, we'll see where that goes today. So this was, not the, this was not the plan, but it was the plan. And so God always does what he, he wants to do. So um, as, as I prayed, I kind of um, asked the Lord for, you know, what, what direction do we want to go in this morning? And he he said the word generosity, and I was kind of like, okay. And so I just sat with that and went with that. And um, there have been times where I've had 10-point messages, uh, five-point messages. This isn't going to be a 20-point message. This is going to be actually a one-point message, and I'm just going to sit with the one point the entire time. And this one point I'm going to give you on the front end, and I'm also going to give you at, at the very end, because I, I, want you, I want you to understand this, and I want me to understand this, because not only am I hopefully going to be able to teach you something, I'm also going to be living out in these moments the point of this message. Because in, in God's funny timing, um, this wasn't the best day for this to happen for me. Um, I've kind of been dealing with something uh, this week and, and uh, working through that. And I, I really have felt kind of a little bit on the empty side, not empty of God, but empty in the things that I have to offer, taking a couple of weeks off from Bible study, just kind of letting my tank fill up. And so I wasn't really prepared to do this. But God always works in ways that he wants to work. And so I'm going to live out the point of this message this morning. And so this is the point I want you to get. This is what I'm going to talk about the whole time, and hopefully that's going to uh, come away to you. But that will be up on the screen for you if you want to write that down. But this is the point of this message. Give away what you don't think you have. Give away what you don't think you have. That is how we live out our kingdom identity. 
And I'll, I'll explain that as I go, but I don't, I don't feel like I have on my own anything to give today. I was like, oh, maybe we can just sing for a long time and that would be great, but uh, um, that's not what the Lord said. And so I'm, I'm going to do that point because I believe in that. And, and I haven't always. I haven't always because um, we, we've kind of here at Harvest and at other places, you may, have, you may have used this before, we have gotten into talking about the, the personality uh, profile of the Enneagram, if you're familiar with that. And I am a, a, a classic five, which is the uh, investigator. And then there's wings with that, so really what I would be called is the philosopher. Now those of you that know me go, oh yeah, that, that, mm-hmm, I, I get that. Philosopher Chris, yep. One of the things that is very true about a five, each personality has, a, has strengths and weaknesses, but one of the weaknesses of a personality five is that we have a, a scarcity mentality. We think we're always going to run out. And we don't like being unprepared and not have enough to give. So don't you, th- do you find the irony of God, like got me standing right up here with the big mic on and the whole right here, living out the idea that in, inside of myself, my biggest fear is I'm not going to be prepared to do what I need to do. And I think probably, now you all aren't fives out here, you'd all have a different number, but... I think maybe a lot of you could probably relate to that and feel like in, in different areas of your life. Of course, this is, this is my, this is what I do for, part of what I do for a living. Uh, so you may feel like that in your jobs. You may feel like that in relationships. You may feel like that spiritually, that you just don't have everything that you need to do what you want to do. And here comes this bold statement, which I didn't really make up. The Lord gave me this. Give away what you don't think you have. Well, that's not comfortable in any setting, is it? And nobody's going to feel great about that. So that's kind of where I want us to sit for a while this morning. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take us to a story in the book of Acts to kind of begin to unpack this a little bit. And then, I'll, and then I'm going to bring in a couple of points uh, of what Jesus has to say about generosity. So I'm going to read this story, and then that hopefully will make sense to you. So we, we are going to be in uh, the book of Acts, chapter 4, if you want to follow along this morning. It'll, it'll be on the screens, or those of you at home, it uh, should be across the bottom of your TV screen as well. But we are going to begin uh, in chapter 4, verse 32, and then I'm going to read some into chapter 5. So if you kind of want to follow along, this is... This is the beginning of the church, the body of believers that now are coming together to do what thousands of years later we're we're trying to do as well. So let's kind of listen and pick up in, in the middle of a story here. So starting at verse 32, all the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own. But they shared everything they had. 
With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all that there were no needy persons among them. For from time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet. And it was distributed to anyone who had need. Joseph, a Levite from, Cy from Cyprus, whom the apostle called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. Now a man named Ananias, together with his wife Sapphira, also sold a piece of property. With his wife's full knowledge, he kept back part of the money for himself but brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You've not lied just to human beings, but to God. When Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. And great fear seized all who heard what had happened. Then some young men came forward, wrapped up his body, and carried him out and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, tell me, is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? Yes, she said, that's the price. Peter said to her, How could you conspire to test the spirit of the Lord? Listen, the feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out also. At that moment, she fell down at his feet and died. Then the young men came in, and finding her dead, carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Great fear seized the whole church, and all who heard about these events. So we have this, this snapshot of how the, the early church was operating. They were taking care of each other. They made sure that the needs were taken care of to the point of if they had extra or if they had something, a piece of property, or maybe some had food or grain or something like that, they would come and give it and pass it out to those that didn't. And then there's this couple, Ananias and Sapphira, and they have a piece of property, and they're part of this whole church. And they decide, we're going to give most of what we have to the apostles to pass out to all the people that needed it. We're just going to put a little bit back in our pockets, and that'll be okay, right? And, well... You see what happened, boom, Ananias just died, and then Sapphira came in, and she's like, she lied too, and said, sure, this is all of it. And the same thing happened. So that's the story. I don't want you to think that I'm, I'm going to a place of, you better put something in the bucket before you leave, <laughs> or you may not make it out to the parking lot, I, okay? <laughs> 
That is, that is not the point of the message. I'm unprepared, but I'm not that unprepared that I'm going I'm to say that to you today. In fact, I don't even want to talk about money. I told somebody this week, and you can quote me on this, money's so stupid. Isn't it? It's just, we, we just put all this attention on it. So I don't even want to talk about money. This is not a stewardship message. This is not a guilt message of, oh my gosh, he's telling us that we need to, to give more. Money's stupid. I don't want to talk about money. But generosity has a lot more to do. Sometimes it can have something to do with money, right? Because a lot of who we are ends up being tied up in money, which is one of the reasons I think it's stupid. But there's a lot more to generosity than that, and I believe that there's a lot more that Jesus wanted us to understand about generosity, and it's that very thing. I think we could probably all relate to this couple, right? We're invested in, we're invested here. Y'all came out, now you did get an extra hour of sleep. I don't know if, if, if you're like me, this is going to come back and bite you in the tail tonight because at 8 o'clock I'm going to be like, I've got to go to bed, right? Because it's going to get dark earlier. It was nice to get up this morning, but tonight, phew, tough. But you chose to be here. You're somehow invested in the life of the church. And I don't just, I'm not talking about Harvest when I talk about the church. We are a part of that. But you understand that Harvest, we have never been a church that is exclusive and is just about us. We want to be cooperative with every other church out there. If other churches are doing good things, we want to be a part of what they're doing. We want to support what they're doing. We have people that come here that are from other churches, and they come here, and then they go and take back to their churches what they're doing. So when I talk about the church, I'm, I'm talking about all together. But we would all find ourselves being people that, yeah, I'm invested. I just want to hold back just a little bit. Right? Or maybe we don't even talk about church. Maybe we talk about uh, relationships. I'm invested. My marriage and my friendships and my family, whatever. But I'm, I'm going to hold a little bit back for myself and, and not give all of it. And that's not at all what Jesus calls us to be. It's a, it's a hard predicament, isn't it? Because when we think about, well, what are the things that we're supposed to be generous with? I think love is at the very top of that, not money. If you're generous in your love, all the money stuff will come later. But do we hold back some of that? As believers, do we say, I'm, I'm going to be committed most of the time, but I want to hold a little bit of my time back, or I want to hold a little bit of my life back. In other words, I want to be all about Jesus, but there's a few things I like to do or watch or read or places we go that we just don't want to include Jesus in or give those things up. So we're, I'm just going to hold a little bit back. And what we end up is we're a little bit more like Ananias and Sapphira. 
Now, there's not going to be a lightning bolt that comes and, and crushes us down. We're not just going to drop right here. But we're not going to live out of our kingdom identities. And if, you, if you've been at Harvest, back a few weeks, or you've been following us online, Bud did a wonderful series. He's, he's taught this before. Such a profound area that we as believers, there's three parts to us. There's our bodies. There's our souls, which is a place with all our personalities, our thoughts, our feelings, our conscience, our... Um, things that motivate us, and then our, there's our spirit. And our spirit comes to life at the moment of salvation. That's the part that died when Adam and Eve sinned, and that's the part that comes alive again when we become believers. But we don't always live out of those places. We live out of our souls. We live out of our bodies, and that's what I think Ananias and Sapphira were doing at that time. They believed in Jesus. They were, they were part. They were giving part. But they also held back part. And for them, in, in our Bible story, they died physically. But for us, there's a spiritual death that comes because all we have to rely on then is ourselves. I don't know about you, but I, I can't do that. I have to live out of my spirit. I have to be able to give out of my spirit with my generosity, with my love, with my forgiveness, because we're going to be very limited otherwise. Now, let me tell you a couple things that Jesus has to say. Before I, before I get to that, I kind of want to, kind of want to, give kind of a little introduction to, not to Jesus, but to open up a couple of things he's going to say about generosity. And I read this quote, and it says, Jesus encourages a generosity that borders on foolishness. Now, we might have a hard time saying, well, you can't. Chris, you can't get up there and say Jesus and foolish in the same sentence. You know, he's going to be unhappy with you. But it's foolishness in the sense of the same kind of word. A lot of people have an issue with a lot of the uh, modern praise music that's being written these days. And, and there's some complaints that we don't follow a biblical model of uh, theology in some of the words of songs, and one in particular that people have really struggled with is the song Reckless Love. They struggle with that in the same way you might struggle with the word foolish. And foolish and reckless here are very closely related. And reckless, Jesus being reckless in his love does not mean that he doesn't care, as in he just kind of throws it around, but means it in the way that he just gives it away. He doesn't, he doesn't ever think twice about it, and he's foolish. And that he doesn't think about who deserves it. He doesn't think about all the wrongs that people have done. He just gives it away. And so, can we figure out a way to be generous like Jesus? 
maybe it would be easier for us to say, I'll, I'll love recklessly. But would you be equally willing to lift your hand and say, I'll, I'll love foolishly? Because here's the thing I'm going to tell you. If, if you. if you go sold out for Jesus, the world's going to make fun of you. If they haven't already, they will. There may be members of your family that make fun of you. There may be people all over the place that make fun of you. I... Um, I take it as a great compliment when people, and people have said this to me, are you one of those Jesus freaks? Heck yeah, I am. Card-carrying member. Can we be known for our foolishness in the extravagance that we would be willing to just give away what we don't think we have? But it takes moving into your spirit and living out of that place in your life. See, here's the truth, because the Holy Spirit resides inside of each believer in our spirits. That's where he is. That's where the truest part of us, our kingdom identity, and the fullness of the Holy Spirit are right there together all the time. And we can live out of it, we can also ignore it, and we can go, I'm, I'm, I'm sold out for you, Jesus, 50%. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to love you good all week long, but you've got you to gotta give me Friday night. I, I, I just need that time for myself, or I'm, I'm totally sold out for you, Jesus, and I'll forgive everybody in the world but that one person because you know what they did. Don't ask me to go there. Don't ask me to do something that I don't think I can do. Well, I'll tell you right now, my, my tank's empty this morning. And he asked me to do something that I don't have anything in me to do. But through my spirit, you can do what you think you can't do. And you can give what you think you can't give. And you can be generous with everything you have to a fault. Now here's the side from, from my personality. I'm going to get to the, to the Jesus um, scriptures in just a minute because they're so, so important. Here's part of the thing of my personality. I don't like to give everything away because then I feel like I'm going to get left with nothing. I don't like that feeling. Maybe you don't like that feeling either. I'm going to give you something, God, but I've I got to hold back because it's all I have. And so that's my, that's my nature, that's my personality, that's one of the, the, I won't call it a flaw, I will call it a thing to work on of my personality, is to not be afraid that I won't have anything left. In other words, if I, if I pour out all the love I have on each and every one of you, I will get worried inside and fearful that then what am I going to do now? I, I gave all my love away. And that's not the way the Spirit works. You will run empty. Your tanks will run empty if you run on your own strength. I guarantee that. But if you run on the Lord's strength, 
I believe, and it may happen one day because my, my time period for preparing for a message seems to get shorter and shorter now. It may be two minutes beforehand, and Bud's like, I'm stuck in traffic. I'm not going to get there. And I don't think I have anything to give. But yet I'll give. And why is that? Because those places don't run out. So I've I got to read these scriptures, what Jesus has to say, because this is relevant to go any further. So I'm going to go first. These are going to be super familiar. I'm going to go first to the book of Luke, chapter 6. There we go. I'm just going to read you one verse in here. He's doing a big, huge teaching. This is in the middle of a big, huge teaching. And he says this in Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. In other words, here, what I'm figuring out, I can love people foolishly. I can love people recklessly. I can love people extravagantly. I can give away everything I have. And am I going to, based on that verse, am I going to end up with more or less? Not only that, do I even have to seek it? It's going to be poured right into our laps, Right? So all the time we think, I gotta hold some back. I gotta hold my forgiveness back. I gotta hold, yeah, my money back. I gotta hold my possessions back. I can't give, I gotta hold my time back. Because I've only got so much of it. So I'll do a little bit for somebody somewhere. And then I get to be really puffed up in my own strength and walk around and go, I did good. I did good. But then you run on your own strength. But if you give what you don't have, if you give what you don't have, who gives it? How am I standing up here doing this? I told you, I got, I got nothing. My brain feels like the inside of the pumpkins we've been carving out for the last couple of weeks, okay? I got nothing to share, but yet I am up here doing that very thing. Why is that? Where does it come from? It comes from our spirits. Because that place inside of you is not the place that runs out. Now, I stood up here earlier, and we, we prayed for all the people that feel like, I can't take another breath. I got nothing. I don't even know how I can take my next breath, and yet I will tell you, I've felt like that too. Some days I still do. But there's a whole lot more to you than that. And the reason you don't believe that is because you've been living out of your own strength. And when you live out of your own strength and trouble comes, you buckle under the pressure, don't you? I do. You buckle under the pressure? Who doesn't? But there is a strength that goes on. A strength that goes on that comes back to us that says 
a good measure pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your laps. Based on our own strength, we might be saying, I don't know what I'm going to do when I leave here. I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. I don't know how I'm going to get up and put one more step in front of each other. But in our spirits, where the fullness of the spirit of Jesus is, okay? Bud and I have talked about this. We can't, we can't seem to teach this enough until you get that. You're not going to get more Holy Spirit by being good and get less by being, I won't say bad, I'll say naughty. You got the full spirit of Jesus Christ himself inside of you if you're a born-again believer. All of it. But if you don't ever rely on that, you could very much see yourself doing pretty good. Ananias and Sapphira, they did pretty good, right? Did they save half for themselves? No. They gave away most of what they had. But they kept that one foot still in the world. And if we're ever going to be effective, I mean the kind of earth-shaking change that I know that the God of the universe is calling us to, then there has to be something more. There has to be somebody that goes, I'm going 100%. I'm going I'm to live through my spirit. Let me read you one more verse. Let's go back to the couple books, to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 19 through 21. Here, here's Jesus telling us a very important teaching You've heard it before, I know you have. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, what? There will be your heart also. Where your treasure is, there will be your heart also. If we're holding back for something for ourselves, that is not eternal. It's not going to last. It's going to be destroyed and corrupted here on the earth. But if you can embrace who you were always meant to be, your kingdom identity, who God calls you to be and knows you to be and always meant for you to be, then all that you give that you think you don't have, I can't work with the kids. I, I, don't, I can't do that. I, I don't have any skills to do that. I can't pray out loud, good grief. I don't, I don't have the skills to do. I don't have, I don't have an eloquent speaking voice. I, I can't pray out loud. I can't give to, to something special. I already, you know, I've I got to hold something back. 
I sure can't give any more of my time. Man, I give an hour every week. I can't, I can't be doing stuff like that. I've got to hold something back. Those things will be destroyed. And the things you hold back, guess what? Part of your heart goes there too. Because I have been a person that has been, um, I've been told these words before, that I'm aloof, that I can be very standoffish, that there are people that are intimidated to come and talk to me, um, that I don't, uh, I, I have even been told that I don't have any feelings. That one's been a while. It's been a while. All true things. But not anymore. Not anymore. Because I understand, I've, I've crossed over to a point in my relationship with him that I only want the things that I speak out my mouth, the love that I give, the forgiveness I give, the money I give, the time I give, the attention I give, the encouragement I give, the counsel I give, the wisdom I give. Oh, I want for where my treasure is, there's my heart also. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right here in front of all of you, well, God's always here. I was going to say, God and the Internet. I don't know why I call it always like back there. I, don't know, I guess the one of the cameras is back there, so I always point to the Internet. Hey, hey, guys. I'm speaking that to all of you. You want my heart? You can have it, all of it. If there's anything you need, anything you want, any counsel you need, anything I can do for you, I'm just making a, a, a blanket statement across the board. You can have that. You can have whatever I have. And I will give that to you. And I want you to know that as I speak those words, there's a terror that rises up inside of me. Because, listen, listen to this. This is important to really understand that distinction between spirit and soul. In my soul, I don't want to be saying any of this stuff. Because I don't want to get left with nothing. I don't want to give it all away. But in my spirit, whatever I have, you can have. And if, if, we could, if we could all tap into what's already inside, you don't have to try to earn the Holy Spirit. You don't have to try to earn that kind of identity, that kind of living in your life. You have it. All the times where you feel like you're all alone. All the times you feel like, I, I don't even know if I can get up and go to work tomorrow. I don't know if I can face people. I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do that. Just do it. Because it all comes from, I don't know why I'm pointing right here either. <laughs> like my spirit's in my stomach. Well, sometimes. <laughs> I, I, I do like my pie, I have to admit, I do, I do like my pie. Pie, I know pie, right? We'll have to go out for pie. You want to go have some pie after that? We'll go have some pie, buddy. Um, but you can live out of your spirit. Why would you ignore? Here, Jesus left. He said, I'm going. I just read this this morning. He said, I'm going because I'm sending somebody better. Wouldn't that have been horrible to really be there? 
Jesus is raised from the dead, and he's appearing to all these people, and then he starts to float up to heaven, and you know he ain't coming back until he comes back, right? And we're going, no, no, don't, don't leave us. We can't. There you are. There's your body is, is floating up to heaven. And he goes, hey, I'm sending somebody better. You're going to be glad I left. And that Holy Spirit is fully, fully inside of you and fully inside of me. And every single time that you would say, I don't have anything to give. If you would say, and here's the point again, if you could put that, that slide back up there one more time. Give away what you don't think you have. Because you have it. You already have it. Give away what you don't think you have. That is how we live out our kingdom identity. What you're going to find is you're going to have so much more. This is what I'm figuring out. I know more love now than I've ever known in my entire life. You know why? Because I give more love away than I ever have in my whole life. In my soul, I'm afraid to do that, but in my spirit, I'm like, you take whatever you want give it to you. Why? Because it's going to end up back on my lap, pouring over my head like good old maple syrup, right? Today, tomorrow, in your families, in your jobs, in your schools, in all the places you go when you go, this is a tough season. I got I to gotta, I gotta keep what's mine. I'm barely hanging on. I'm telling you, if you just go to the edge and you just step off. I'm not going to do that, Steve. Don't get worried. And you would just step off. You'll have it. You'll have it to, you'll have it to give. I'm too, I'm too anxious. I'm too backward. I can't, I, I, I can't do that. I can't, I can't go up to somebody and talk about Jesus. I can't go up to somebody and just it's gonna rando and say, I, 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 I've been, I'm going to pray for you. Do it. Let the Holy Spirit give you some weird thought in your head of walk up to that person in Walmart and just say, hey, I want to buy your groceries. If the Spirit tells you to do it. I'm not, I'm, Chris, we ain't got no food because you told us to go buy somebody else's groceries. No, I'm not doing that. But the Spirit is talking to us all the time. So what? Call somebody up random out of the blue and be like, you, I, I barely know you. You might think this is weird, but I'm praying for you. You can do that. I did that this week. Somebody that I don't know very well, and I sent him this big, long message because the Holy Spirit, dog, I may stop taking showers because that's where he talks to me the most is in the shower. He told me three things to do on Monday when I got out of the shower, and I was like, oh, man. And one of them was, send this person a note and tell them that you're going to be intercessory praying for them like crazy every single day. So just out of the blue, I just, I just sent this big old note going. <sighs> she wrote me this big old note back and said, oh, it's like a breath of fresh air. You just don't know 
what that meant to me, and she gave me a couple of prayer requests. I barely know her. If God calls you to do something, do what you think you can't do and give what you think you don't have because you already have it. And then when you give it all away, if you empty out a space, God will fill that back up with more than you had in the first place. And then, man, do you know the storehouses that we're going to be storing up for heaven? I don't, I don't, I just, I've, I've, I've lost my desire for the world. I don't care about the things down here anymore. But I'm storing up, up there. And down here, I'm going to give away what I have. So let's pray together, and then I'm going to turn it back over to you guys, because, oh, man. You know it's a good day when Dylan's going to sing the last song. <laughs> so let's pray. God, we get so short-sighted. <laughs> we run on our own strength. Sometimes we even think thoughts about ourselves that are so negative. And that was never our kingdom identity. We have believed that we aren't good enough. We, are, we have believed that we don't have enough. We have believed that we just can't do anything. And that is so not the truth. And that is so not how you operate. Oh, Lord, that we would be willing to be foolish. I just told the entire internet I'd give everything away I had of myself. Foolish, reckless. Would we stop getting in our heads and thinking ourselves out of stuff so much of the reasons why we shouldn't do something? And that we would just give away what we don't think we have. And then, oh, we could actually watch you do the things that you want to do because you you're going to blow us away at how much you're going to fill us up with all the things that we give away. Lord, let us be reckless and foolish and love the way that you love. You're that good. You're that good, and then you'll pour it back in our laps. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you've enjoyed listening, be sure to hit the subscribe button and rate and review the podcast. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you again next week.